Welcome to the Identity Theft Resource Center's Weekly Breach Breakdown for August 20th, 2021. I'm James Lee, and our podcast today is possible thanks to support from Abine and Experian. Each week, we look at the most recent events and trends related to data security and privacy. Today, we're going to talk about what is one of the most significant data breaches so far this year and what you should do about it in response, even if you're not impacted by it. Mark Twain once wrote that facts are stubborn things, but statistics are pliable. Applying that same principle to data breaches, and you get the natural pattern that emerges when personal information is suddenly stolen or exposed by a cybercriminal. The typical response from a company goes something like this. We don't have any evidence that there's been a breach, but we will investigate. That's usually followed by... We have investigated and found that a small number of customers' information has been compromised, but we do not believe any sensitive or personal data is at risk. That statement is often followed by an update that sounds something like this. We have now determined that more than X million of our valued customers are directly impacted by unauthorized access by cybercriminals of our systems, and the data involved does include social security numbers and other personal information. Here at the ITRC, we don't name and shame companies. Cyber attacks and data breaches are an unfortunate consequence of our digital society. And it's only logical that the more you investigate, the more you know. So numbers do tend to change. We have laws, regulations, and courts to handle the blame game. We do, though, at the ITRC, use anecdotes to help educate consumers and businesses on how to protect themselves. This week, T-Mobile finds itself in the unenviable position of providing a teaching moment thanks to the third data breach since December 2020 and its second data breach since February 2021. The nation's third largest mobile telecom provider did not know it had been breached until a cyber criminal posted customer information stolen from T-Mobile in an identity marketplace used by ID thieves. Cybersecurity researchers claim as many as 100 million current, past, and prospective T-Mobile customers may be impacted by this breach. T-Mobile has only confirmed the personal information of 47 million people has been compromised, including customers' first and last names, dates of birth, social security numbers, and driver's license or ID information in some instances. T-Mobile customers can visit the carrier's website, t-mobile.com, to learn more about the company's actions to help victims of the breach. So what should you do if you're a T-Mobile customer? Well, actually, it doesn't matter if you're a T-Mobile customer or not. Here are some actions that everyone should take to help protect their personal information today and after a data breach. Let's start with number one. Do not ignore data breach notices. I know there's a lot of them, but they are usually important action steps in the notices, such as how to activate free identity protection services. Speaking of those services, step number two, freeze your credit. Credit monitoring is helpful, but it offers no protection. It tells you what happened, but it doesn't stop anything from happening. To protect yourself, freeze your credit. It's free, it's easy, and it doesn't impact your credit. Another step, change your passwords and PIN numbers in the case of the T-Mobile breach to make sure you do not use the same passwords or PINs on more than one account. Make sure the password is long, at least 12 characters, and is something you can remember. Or 
Use a password manager to generate and keep track of your credentials. Cybercriminals love it when we reuse passwords on more than one account. Next step, use multi-factor authentication. You may see that written as MFA or 2FA and use it on all your accounts that offer it. If possible, use an authentication app rather than have a code sent by text to your phone. Authentication apps are available for free from Microsoft, Google, and some of the other software providers, and they're more secure. And lastly, if you are a business, make sure you don't collect more personal information than you need. Don't keep it longer than you need to to complete the transaction, and keep what data you do collect and maintain safe and secure by encrypting it. Also, make sure you offer MFA for your customers and prospects protection, too. And you can always call us at the ITRC if you have questions about what you should do if you receive a data breach notice or hear about a breach in the media. Just visit idtheftcenter.org where you'll find helpful tips, or you can speak with an expert advisor on the phone, chat live on the web, or exchange emails during our normal business hours. Thanks again to Experian and Abine for supporting the ITRC and this podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Weekly Breach Breakdown. Thanks for listening.